And thank you very much for pressing play on Bob's Fishbowl. My name is Bob. Over there, my fishbowl, a.k.a. Fishkembe Matumbowl. We will get there in a moment. Tonight's summer vacation number four. If you're wondering what happened to the show last evening, the answer is really quite simple. Yesterday, we went to one of my favorite cities in the world, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, took the kids to the virtual reality arcade, and that doesn't sound like a strenuous activity for a normal human being, and it shouldn't be for me, but I don't know what it is every time I go to this virtual reality arcade. I leave in so much pain, I don't even know my name, and I just lied down last night. And I, I kept thinking about the show, and, the, and then I just kept metaphorically waving it off in my head, going, ah, fuck it. I, I can't. I just, ah, I just, I just couldn't. So that's what happened last night. But uh, we're back this evening, and today, oh, man, we, we do a show about politics before we get to fish beer, at least a lot of days we do. And uh, the first two debates have been set, and I, I, find, uh, I find this draw rather interesting. Have you had a chance to, to really look at this yet? Obviously, there's 10 Democratic candidates each night. It's going to be on MSNBC, or I, I think. It's not on NBC, right? It's on MS. Uh, Wednesday, June 26th. It, this thing is so backloaded on the second night. But, but on the first night, we have Cory Booker. We have Elizabeth Warren, Beto, Amy Klobuchar, John Delaney, who's no, who, the former representative from Maryland who's been running for president forever. He has no chance of being anything in any administration, yet somehow he's there just bothering us. John Delaney. Then you've got uh, the uh, representative from Hawaii, Tulsi Gabbard. You've got uh, Julian Castro, Julian. Uh, Tim Ryan, the congressman from Ohio, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio, and my governor here in Washington State, Jay Inslee. Just looking at this, Elizabeth Warren should have herself a night with this field. Elizabeth Warren really should. She has a plan for everything, and I assume she has a plan to slice, dice, and Julianne the rest of this debate field on her night. However... Beto could have a real good night. It's not like he's looking at a crowded stage. If Beto's going to make a move, better now than any time later. This should be Beto's time, so we'll see if he can do something. And Bill de Blasio, too. As much as I don't think Bill de Blasio, one of the most statistically unpopular mayors in the history of New York City, why he's wanting, running for president, I'm not 100% sure, but most of the country doesn't know his message, and he's implemented universal pre-K in New York City, he's implemented universal health care in New York City, and those are ideas that might resonate too, so we'll see. I, I, keep your eye on de Blasio in this one, but uh, Elizabeth Warren should have a night, but then again... She could be the victim of high expectations because everyone is thinking the same thing I am. Well, that the table is set for Elizabeth Warren, but maybe it's not. But then we get to night two. Night night two, man alive. Th this thing is going to be crowded. You got Bernie. You got Kamala. You got Biden. You got Mayor Pete. You got Senator Michael Bennett. 
Author Marion Williamson, how she's in this debate, I don't know. She's running on a platform of love, which I applaud. I, I Yes, love. It, it's a wonderful concept. I'm not sure if that's enough to move you into 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. But anyway, she should at least provide some comic relief between Bernie, Kamala, and Biden. And then you've got Eric Swalwell, who's real good at talking on TV at this point. Kristen Gillibrand, who is boring. Governor John Hickenlooper. And the name that I think might just sneak up on everybody here is entrepreneur Andrew Yang. And this is the guy that's preaching the freedom dividend that every American over 18 gets a check for $1,000 every month. He's done the math on it. His rationale on it seems sound. I'm curious what the national audience response to Andrew Yang is going to be because this freedom dividend, I don't think it's going to happen this year. I don't think it's going to happen next year. But in the next decade, I'm glad Andrew Yang is out there planting that seed. Um, but Bernie, Kamala, Biden, it's, I don't think anyone wants to be on stage with Mayor Pete. I've said it before. No one wants to be on stage with Mayor Pete. But uh, the Thursday night, that, that's the game right there. Who's it going to be? Mayor Pete or author Marion Williamson running on her platform of love. She should she she should just go she should just go full school and 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 instead of of, of having some kind of camp I mean she can't have a campaign plane but she could have a campaign RV just call it the love boat name whoever driving the thing Captain Steubing get a get 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 a black guy on board just to, just to serve racist cocktails named Isaac you, the, the, the whole thing you you can you can have Captain Steubing's daughter Vicky as as the social director. This is uh, if, if you need if you need a doctor, there's gonna be gonna be a guy named Gopher on board. I'm sorry if you if you've never seen the show The Love Boat, but when I was a, a small 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 child, uh, my mom loved the show, and so it was like. And there were only four channels back then. This is before cable, so at least in our household, <laughs> in our household, we hadn't uh, risen to the level of cable yet. Anyway, enough about author Marion Williamson. Your turn, Fishby. I'm excited for the debates, though. I'm excited. We'll see what happens. First question. Dear Uncle Bob, should I be worried about war with Iran or just high gas prices? Well... The high gas prices, this is, this is what I know about the history of, of the petroleum uh, 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 companies. They will do, anytime they have any excuse, wh whether it be weather, whether it be terrorism, whether it be a change in wind direction, any excuse they have to raise the price of a barrel of oil, they are about about it. Where are we at now? About 80 bucks? This thing could be well over 100 by the end of... This is just good business along the Strait of Hormuz. But I am nervous. 
I mean, Saudi Arabia would love to go to war with Iran. They, they want to get this Sunni-Shia thing just over forever. The battle of Sunni-Shia civilizations, Iran and Saudi Arabia, they would love to do it. Israel would like to see it happen. And we know how President Trump feels about Israel. We know how he feels about Saudi Arabia. So what the hell does he have to lose? So yes, in a weird way, you should be scared about a war with Iran, which is, which is a whole other just, it's scary. It's, uh, it's scary. So sorry. I, I wish I had better news for you. I wish I could tell you, move along. There's nothing to see here. But Trump and his administration, there's no diplomacy. They, they just keep ratcheting up uh, uh, sanctions on Iran and making things as horrible as possible for every citizen of, of, of Iran. For, forget the government. Yet, yet no diplomatic outreach, no diplomatic relations. It's, it's all stick, no carrot, and now we got boats on fire in the Strait of Hormuz. Yo, it's me, Fish B. Yeah, yeah, Fish B. We, we get it. We get it. Your name is in the question. What's the oddest Father's Day present you ever got, and am I supposed to get you anything? <laughs> no, Fish B, I'm not your, uh, am, am I your extra-dimensional dad? You're not responsible of going to the store to get me anything. Although, if you were to get me something, I did see this, uh, this... This red, white, and blue jumper today. This American flag jumper. It was, it was like made out of like the towel material. Whatever the hell you call that. I just call it towel material. And it was like shorts and then it zipped up the front. I think you put it on when you get out of something chlorinated or a lake. But either way, it's a fashion winner if I was to get something. The oddest Father's Day present I ever got. Now, given... I used to collect shot glasses because I'm somewhat to, used to be used to be so so somewhat of a lush. I've I've rarely met uh, whiskey and ice that I, that I don't uh, enjoy unless it's scotch. But uh, what one year uh, my kids got me a shot glass that says "World's Best Dad." I don't know why you're clapping. A shot glass that said "World's Best Dad." Cause, cause there's nothing like sitting alone by yourself at three in the morning, <laughs> chugging whiskey out of a shot glass that says world's best dad to really make you feel like a winner. Thank you, kids. What will be your favorite Sarah Huckabee Sanders memory? What will be my favorite Sarah Huckabee Sanders memory? Yeah, she's leaving. She's leaving at the end of the month. Oh, which I mean, she ha it used to be called the White House Daily Press Briefing until she got there, and she hasn't done one in 94 days, 95 days. I doubt she does another one on her way out. My favorite Huckabee Sanders memory will just be the look of disdain and pain rhyme unintentional on her face at the White House Correspondents' Dinner when Michelle Wolf, by, oh, I love that woman, that grizzly bear spits fire and she burned that motherfucker to the ground and just the look.
just the look on Sarah Huckabee Sanders' face was was the greatest. That that's my favorite thing of her. And allegedly, she's going to run for the governorship of Arkansas, just like, you know, Bill Clinton was that once upon a time. Her dad was obviously that once upon a time. Will, and I hate to cast generalizations and aspersions upon the South, especially Alabama, Arkansas, Mississippi, which really seems to be the... I mean, I mean, you want to know what America would be like with exclusive Republican rule. You want to look at that experiment? Just, just look at Alabama, Arkansas, and Mississippi, and how many of us that aren't living there now want to live... They're lovely states. Oxford is a fantastic place to visit. Gulf Shores, Alabama. You betcha, the Redneck Riviera. Great place to visit. But we'll... Don't take this the wrong way, Arkansas, but we'll see how fucking dumb Arkansas is if they elect Sarah Huckabee Sanders to be the next governor of the great state of Arkansas in 2020. Say it ain't so, Arkansas. I mean, the what? How do you elect a governor? I'm sorry. How do you elect a governor whose 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 prior experience was literal professional liar? That's her job experience. Her job before governor is not not the occasional. She was a professional liar, and I don't know how you go from that to governor of Arkansas. That sounds. Oh yeah, you can you can clap for that. That's fine. I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. Next question, Fish B. Did you cry when the Golden State Warriors lost to Toronto? N- no, I didn't cry. It's it, it's a good thing for the NBA. I didn't have that right. But but who knew the Warriors would, would be that injured and that decimated and and a tip of the hat to Kawhi Leonard, who who is just just a basketball god. I mean, he 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 says nothing. There's a reason his nickname is Quiet. Uh, it's fun to watch him because he never ever changes his facial expression. I saw him smile for the first time in two years yesterday when he hoisted the MVP trophy. So congratulations to Kawhi. Congratulations to our neighbors to the north. No congratulations to Drake because he's just kind of a douche. Um. What broke my heart, though? I mean, not only this series, Kevin Durant ruptured his Achilles, and he's going to be out all of next year going into free agent summer, and Clay Thompson yesterday. I didn't realize the injury was so severe until he ruptured his Achilles, too. That takes a full year to come back from, and Clay Thompson is going into his free agency year, too. And Clay Thompson... You know, Clay and I have have a little bit of a relationship. He and I actually graduated from Washington State University the exact same time. We both graduated in May 2011 from Washington State. And on Tuesday, Thursday at 9 a.m. in the morning, Clay and I both had a class across the hall from each other at Todd Hall and Wazoo. And since we're about the same height and roughly about as cool, I don't know why, but periodically we would give each other a head nod as we exited class. What? Because I think because we both sat in the back of each of 
of our respective classrooms. So somehow both of us were always the first ones out the door at the conclusion of class. So that's why uh, I feel bad for Clay. I do feel bad. Can you wrap your mind around Trump's interview with George Stephanopoulos? Can I wrap my mind around Trump's interview with George Stephanopoulos? In a word, no. (laughs) What was that? No wonder that Trump's lawyers, under no circumstances, were to let him go talk to the special counsel. President Trump, this is the problem with lying all the time. Take a, take, take a note, Arkansas voters. But this is the problem with lying. All, you, you eventually just can't keep your lies straight. There's too many lies going on. And who knows what he was talking about? And, and the way he, he lashed out and, and, and even bullied Stephanopoulos with, with, with a being tiny reference, it, it, was, it, it was petty, it was ridiculous. And it was, I mean, talking about learning no lesson that if you get intel during a campaign from a foreign government, he still says, that's fine, that's okay, because apparently the rules don't apply to the king of the United States of America. What should Congress do about Trump's infatuation with wanting to repaint Air Force One. What should Congress do about Trump's infatuation with wanting to repaint Air Force One? I'm not sure that there's anything Congress can do other than they, 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 could, they, they, they could pass a law to, to, I mean, that's what they do, the president would veto it, but make it, make, make it more difficult for the president to do so. This story keeps bubbling up. Air Force One now, it's had the same design since the 60s. It was designed by Jackie O, and it's a symbol known the world over. Everyone loves Air Force One. Only President Trump would look at Air Force One and go, look at, look at that pile of garbage. I can't get on that thing. He wants to repaint it red, white, and blue, similar to this jumper I had my eye on today. Um, so, so, so here's my idea. Trump can, he can repaint Air Force One only on the condition, and this is where Congress comes in, only, only after the $10 Harriet Tubman bill goes into circulation, which was supposed to happen in 2020. Then Steve Mnuchin said it couldn't possibly happen to 2028 and has nothing to do with there being no way in hell that under Trump's watch will there ever be a Harriet Tubman bill. Not on that guy's watch. No way. Even though Treasury Department, New York Times, they they got a hold of someone uh, of the bill was basically almost done. All, all the security, all the everything, the notion that they have to wait till 2028. Again, you're going to find this shocking. More lies, non-truths, whatever you want to call them from the White House. Turns, turn, turns out, go figure, total bullshit. But, but that's my idea. Trump can't repaint Air Force One until Harriet Tubman is in circulation. And, and, and I think he would, uh, he, 
Trump, tr Trump would rather fly around in, in an airplane with a paint scheme that he doesn't know if he likes that well, rather than, God forbid, see Harriet Tubman be a, I don't think he carries cash, whatever. Uh, next question. Oh, actually, the last one tonight, as always, belongs to Isaiah, the tiny player, who, in fairness, is he's in the Fortnite zone right now. He's in the Fortnite zone. And so I don't think he really tried because Isaiah's question tonight was, what's the difference between a phone and a phone? Yeah, I know Fishby. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it either. Again, he's in a Fortnite zone. And, he, and more unintentional rhymes, but what's, what's the difference between a phone and a phone? So I, I'm not sure what to do with that. Let us move on now to the grandest finale of them all. Eat your heart out, so-called podcast gods. You think you can hang with the paddle ball of fire, the paleta bola de fuego? Because this end is hot. It's like the 60 Minutes intro, only better. When they, when they redo the 60 Minutes intro, they should just have me doing this instead of the clock. Just, just me in the corner and Paleta Bola de Fuego going. Oh, I'd like that a lot. I can see that in my future. Uh, since, since I've devoted the entire show to tearing him down one way or another, Happy 73rd birthday to the President of the United States of America, Donald Juanita Trump. Yes, that's right. Today, on Friday, in my world, he is 73 years old. And if we do want to believe in reincarnation, I can only hope, I can only pray that he is reincarnated into a Mexican donkey. Nothing could be more fair in the universe if there is such a thing of karma as if President Trump gets reincarnated into one of those Mexican donkeys they paint as a zebra and you can have your picture taken with them. So in honor of that, let's end. I think you know where I'm going here because because. My friend, a, a comic out of New England, lives in New York now, uh, John Porch. He does, he does this great bit about how everyone hates the birth. He's a genius. The guy's a genius. I, I love him to death. If, he's, if you're listening, John, I love you. Um, but he does this great bit about how everyone hates the birthday song. Like, everyone hates it. So for President Trump, let, let's you and me get together and let's do the Mexican donkey song for President Trump for his birthday, I can picture him blowing out the candles at Mar-a-Lago, looking at Don Jr. and Kimberly Guilfoyle and his daughter Tiffany and wondering who the hell that is. But let's do it, all right? All right? You, you sing along, though. You know the words now. I don't want to do this by myself. We will all sing Tongaleo together. You ready? A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Tongaleo. Come, little donkey, come. Tongaleo. Come, little donkey, come. My donkey walks, my donkey talks, my donkey eats with a knife and fork. My donkey walks, my donkey talks, my donkey eats with a knife and fork. Tongaleo. Come, little donkey, come. Tongaleo. Come, little donkey, come.
<laughs> that's a, yeah. That's a, <laughs> it's fun. Next time you find yourself in a bad mood, you sing that Tongaleo and you sing it with that inflection. And I promise you, you will be doing better. So happy 73rd birthday to Donald Trump. And, and I, I hope you're uh, someday, uh, uh, you know, I say sooner rather than later, but that sounds wrong. But whenever, just, just, just whenever uh, uh, nature takes its course, that he finds himself uh, 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 waking up as a Mexican donkey. I think that would be, I think that'd be appropriate. So everyone uh, uh, have a great weekend. Uh, be safe out there. If you can't be safe, at least be lucky. Uh, if you're a dad, uh, uh, look forward to your amazing gifts on Sunday. All goes well. We'll be back on Monday. Till then, adios, amigos.